All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. This King of Staten Island, I was going to watch this movie. It's the Pete Davidson story where it's loosely, well, mediumly based on his life, right, Mike? Yeah, mediumly based. But it is kind of his story. Yeah, about his dad who died in 9 11. Yeah, did you know that? His dad was a firefighter? Pete Davidson's dad? I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get a review from Mike, I was looking, and Kayla and I were going to rent it last night and watch it. Um, instead, we've been watching Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> That's a good one. Dude. Well, but here's why, because I'm, we're going to review it. Mike and I are doing a, a, a podcast double where it's a music. I, I do a music podcast. It's a music movie. So I'm going to review it, and Mike does a movie podcast. Fine. We're going to put it on both podcasts. That's awesome. Um, so, But I'm, we started watching that instead. Um, <laughs> Had you seen that before? Walk oh, Hard. Oh, my gosh. Legend of so Dewey good. Cox. No. So good. So uh, I, my review, I'll put in the podcast. We have, I haven't finished it yet. But I was going to watch this King of Staten Island. It was 20 bucks, but you can't rent. You just rent it for 20 bucks. You don't own it. So instead of going right to theaters, which you would go and buy a ticket, you probably go with somebody else. So you're looking at $11 times two. Get, it costs about $28, $30. Bucks. That's without food, really, if you get popcorn. Would this movie go to the movie theaters, like on regular? Like, is It It would have. Okay. And they were going to put it in some anyway, but they pulled it last minute out of the theaters. And then they said it was a big misunderstanding. And mm. My question is to you guys, is 20 bucks too much to pay for a movie at home? Because on a, Oh, it's new movies. And I say no because you don't have to watch a new movie. You can wait till the price goes down in about three or four weeks, because this twenty bucks is—you'd have been paying more than that to watch the new movie anyway in the theater. But would you pay twenty bucks to watch to rent, not own a new movie, Amy? Yes. You would. Yes. Why? Because I think, uh, well, because there's four people in my family. Yeah. And so the four of us can't go to a movie for that, and we can just pop our own popcorn, do our own thing, cuddle well, up on the couch, boom, twenty bucks. Done. People are upset though that it costs twenty bucks to get a movie at home, but it's like you wouldn't be, be able to see this movie period from any less than that, right? Eddie, um, would you buy? I'm not saying are they right or wrong. Yeah, I'm saying would you buy a new movie for twenty dollars? So I've done it twice already. I've rented a movie for twenty dollars twice already with uh, Trolls and Scooby Doo because I have kids. However, me as a person, if I didn't have kids, I don't think I would do it. If uh, let's say, what <laughs> you're, do you like? You're, you're going to come right at me with something I love, right? Well, I'm just, I'm trying to think. Pearl Jim unreleased concert if footage. Jimmy, <laughs> if Jimmy Buffett documentary comes oh. out and Bradley Cooper's playing Jimmy Buffett uh-huh. and, it's, and it's not going to theaters, it's 20 bucks. Would you buy it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you don't think it's too much? I, I don't. You're right. You're spot on with the whole movie experience. It's, I mean, with me just right now, it's 40 bucks to take the whole family to the movie. So it's cheaper. You're right. And it's cheaper. Yeah. Too. Lunchbox? I'd pay it because even with your student discount at the movie theater, it's going to be more expensive if you go to the movie, so you might as well rent it at home if it's a movie you really want to see. What student discount? Your college ID. I still give it to them. Oh, at my the- gosh. But you look like you're about 50. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do they believe that? <laughs> Some do. I mean, it doesn't work every time, but it's worth a shot because usually it's a 16-year-old kid working the ticket window, and you show them your ID from college, like, oh, okay, cool. They probably don't even care, Because really. it says University of Texas San Antonio, and there's my picture. They probably don't even care, though, really. Yeah. I mean, like, usually they don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But usually if you get an older manager working, they're like, uh, how long ago was this? Okay. Like, <laughs> let's be a stickler for the rules. Do you tell them the truth when you ask that? Well, I just say, oh, you know, it was a couple years back. <laughs> Define a couple. 
Uh, I mean, he goes three score. <laughs> uh, he starts using different. Because <laughs> isn't a score seven years? I don't know. Four like four score. score and se- I don't know. He so, says four score and seven years ago, so I don't. Oh, know. Oh, maybe that's one thing. In seven years, yeah. is a score eleven years? A fortnight is two weeks, right? Okay, now we're getting confused. A what? A fortnight? <laughs> hey, Mike, see what a score is. Because you, yeah, that, I think I'm thinking seven. Twenty years. It's twenty years. Yeah. So eighty-seven years ago. Well, why couldn't you say that? <laughs> you had to go with a four score on it. <laughs> why can't you say eighty-seven years ago? Right, right. Because obviously years are a thing because he mentions it later. Yeah. Oh, Abe. Hmm. All right. Uh, oh, Mike, you want to review that movie? This, uh, what'd you think about King of Stat- Staten Island? I think it was pretty funny, but I think I was expecting it to be a lot better. And it's like two hours and 20 minutes. So I thought it was really long. About like the last 30 minutes, I was kind of out of it. Like, Did you like that it was kind of Pete Davidson's story? Was he good in it? Yeah, but I had just seen him do another movie where he's pretty much playing the exact same character again. So I kind of wanted to see something different. But he was playing himself in this one. I know. He pretty <laughs> much just plays himself in any, every movie I've seen him in. Will I like it? Uh, I don't know. If you go into it not not expecting to laugh as much, like it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's really just more dramatic about how he deals with like the death of his dad. Yeah. But I think you might. I don't know. I don't think you like it that much. It's got ninety percent audience score. Yeah. Seventy one percent critic score. But what do you give it? I give it two point five out of five. Okay. And where's he from? Like Queens or something? He's from New York. Yeah. One of those. Like Long Island, Staten Island. I, th- I don't think he's... I the don't know guy. where he's from. Oh, Staten, Staten Island. Well, that one Staten makes Island Staten where he takes I'm place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mike. Yep. Here are the top three songs in country music this week. At number three, Kenny Chesney. Here and now. Here and now. Number two, Luke Combs and Eric Church. does to me. Really does to me. I was in the car listening to this on the radio. And I was listening, the song was on, and mm-hmm. the, the first line is like, you know, I was uh, third string on a second place team, and, you know, I'm still proud of that. And I was like, man, Luke Combs just writes for folks. Like, just, yeah. mm-hmm. there were parts of that song too. I was like, oh, I relate to that. I relate to that. But like, he's just still in that place where like he's speaking from like how a lot of people feel. Yeah. Pretty cool. He's got a real, aside from being a way better singer than he gets credit for, because he, his singing style is so aggressive and loud. That you go, man, that guy can really just scream. But he's a, just a really wonderful singer. It's a controlled scream. It is. He's Very controlled. Just, I think, an underrated singer. I yeah. think he's up there with the great singers um, of country music. Yeah. Uh, that song is number two this week. I think it was number one for two or three weeks. And then Carly Pierce and Lee Bryce, I Hope You're Happy Now at number one. I hope you're Number one pop song is from The Weeknd, Blinding Light. This song is just now number one, or has, is it again? It came back. I like this. None of us know any other words. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I do. It feels like an 80s movie, like an 80s movie race scene when it comes on. It goes. (laughs) The number one hip hop song I know only because of TikTok, and it's on all the time. Come on. It's Savage from Megan Thee Stallion. I'm a savage. Ratchet, bougie, ratchet. Ratchet, bougie, ratchet. And I'm ratchet, bougie, ratchet. What's happening? Have you heard the Beyonce remix? I don't know anything other than this one part of the song. Oh, Caitlin's the one that told me about it. Yeah, she probably listens to the whole song. I only hear this on TikTok that goes, I'm I'm a a savage. savage. Yeah, because I'm ratchet and bougie and ratchet. 
Yeah. And bougie and ratchet and bougie. Yeah. So there's that. This week is now predicted to be the end of the world. Did you guys know? This week? Uh-oh. So back in the day, the Mayan apocalypse was supposed to happen on December 21st, 2012. However, a scientist recalculated the dates based on a different calendar the Mayans were using. And he says it's actually predicted the apocalypse is this upcoming Sunday. Oh, boy. We don't have a lot of time. A scientist in Knoxville, Tennessee named Paolo Tagalaflan redid the calculations, says the real date of the Mayan apocalypse is this upcoming Sunday. Back when the Mayans made their prediction, he believes they were using the Julian calendar. The world switched to the Gregorian calendar in 1582. I thought that. Dang it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And several days were lost. (laughs) What? You've never even heard of the Gregorian calendar. No, the Julian calendar. I have have to do the Gregorian chant. Oh. We just study Gregorian chant. Okay, never mind. What is is that, Bones? Gregorian chant. It was basically. Who studied it? Well, music. We've studied it in like music origin classes. It's basically the earliest music. Oh. Right? You remember that? I don't know. Can you just Google that, Mike? But I mean, isn't it? This is how he works. It's so crazy. Chant of the Mystics, Divine Gregorian Chant. Yeah, so we studied this. Gregorian chant is the central tradition of Western, a form of, my screen's blurry here. But yeah, it was like er, 9th and 10th centuries of music. It was way, way, way early music. So do we have any uh, Gregorian chant that's been on the charts? (laughs) It's probably in the music catalog somewhere. So what are you going to do before Sunday? Uh, Just just chill? Let it ride. See what happens? Let it go, man. I'm going to hit it hard. Okay, mark that out. I think that's it. Mm, did that. Guys, gotta, what if he's right, though? We'll, then it'll be we'll over. Never, we'll never know the difference. Who cares? Okay. That's how I feel. Like, I don't want to know the end's coming because then I'm going to do irrational things. Yeah, which like, you should. Drink a beer. That's right. Or 10. If I was, if they were like, <laughs> yeah, hey, if, if they were like, should. hey, the world's ending tomorrow, I let me try heroin. No, you can drink a beer, but do not try hair. Hey, no, that's, that's too extreme. What? Dude. If the world doesn't end, then you're hooked. Yeah, dude, I you're know, I know. Once you go, H, I know, but if, you but, don't go back. But yeah. if the world was ending, I would want to try everything they say you're not supposed no, to try. No, no, but man. you don't want to no try that. The world but then also, why do you want to be all like, why? I want to be like with it and no, like, I, I don't, don't want to have a beer with my friends and hang out or whatever, wine. No, I don't. I'd be doing all kinds. If the world's ending, I'd do it. There's no law. There's no rules. What if Caitlin was like, no, I don't want to do heroin. We're not doing heroin. Well, no, you would be done with her. The world's ending. You're not going to be done with her. Y'all would go out together holding hands. I'm reading here. Mm. Most harmful, number one's heroin. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bones. Hold on. Let me hit you with these. Uh -uh. I'm going to be shocked by this. I can't even believe this. Number one's heroin. This is the uh, number two's crack cocaine. Mm. Which is, it's. (laughs) That's just street. <laughs> Number three is tobacco. What? Oh. No, where's meth in there? Number four is alcohol. Cocaine's five. What? So alcohol. Cocaine's five and crack is... Oh, oh, crack cocaine must be meth, huh? Crack cocaine's a different... No, it's totally different. Well, then they skip no. meth. Come on. Uh, meth is, let's see, ecstasy, LSD, tranquilizers, amphetamines. Tranquilizers? Cannabis is way down there. Magic mushrooms. Yeah, they um, Bunions. <laughs> Cheetos. Bunions aren't on there, but man, I love Oh bunions. my gosh. But you're saying if the world's ending and there's nothing bad going to happen, don't you want to try things you would never try because in, in last sure, life? But, but not heroin. Not heroin. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No way, man. I don't, I know. I want to be Every safe. Every rock star I've read about I don't care. said it's like, they, they, it's yeah. way bad way later. But the first time, I just don't, I mean, I'm, if like the asteroid's like, the asteroid's going to be here in 30 minutes. <laughs> oh boy. I'm like, all right. 
They're going to be Don't like Slash. It. I would never do heroin now. What if the world was in Correct. there? I'd probably do all kinds of crazy stuff. That just scares me. Yeah, that's what I do, scary stuff. Mm -mm, no, I don't want anything to do But with people that. would be walking around. It'd be complete anarchy. People would yes, be killing each chaos. other. <gasps> why? There's why? no law. But why, why, kill, why kill when we're all going to die? Like, why would you do you that? Would, because it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you, would, you would get to go. People would go, I'm not going to No, people would go, I'm not going to jail. Why would I not just go kill somebody I hate? That's what would happen if the world no, was ending. No, oh, for sure. We, why? Well, we probably wouldn't do that, Amy, but some why people do, would. I would lock my I doors and hide. I just look at the world so different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would be like, okay, the world's ending. Like, I can I can let go of my hate. Like, it's not a big deal. I should spend my last hour enjoying my, my but life. Most but some people, not most, but some people would go like, what do I have to lose? Like, I can go kill, kill, it, it doesn't matter. <gasps> Whatever, God's oh. still watching. I did not like that. All right. I don't even like thinking about that. Well, that's, no one really does. <laughs> But it's happening Sunday, so you're Sunday, to go. Yeah, I'm just bracing you for what's coming. <laughs> but I really like shows about drugs and murder. And I don't like shows about <laughs> drugs and murder. Yeah, I like yeah. I love shows about the end of the world, though. Love them. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? Re is it re was it Revolution? Yeah. Yeah. It, what it, happened it to that? That was a good one, it right? It was good. It got yeah. a little weird after, oh. in like the second season. I also like songs about the end of the world. Two of them. It's, it's the, the end of, of the world, world as, as we know, know it. it. And then there's also. And if the world was ending, you'd come, come over, over right. right. Oh, yeah. You'd come over, over and right. you'd stay the, the night. night. And we do it. No. All right. <laughs> All right. I, by the way, I would never, I'm not using heroin. Don't. Better, never. People are adding you right now. Don't no. worry. Don't let the tattoos fool you. <laughs> yeah. Well, once Eddie and I were playing golf. And it's pretty funny. Eddie, Eddie went in. Mm -hmm. And what they tell you? They said, oh, oh, yeah. You, you've already, the guy with the, oh, the guy with all the tattoos, he paid. And I was like, who's the guy with all the tattoos? <laughs> He's talking about Bobby. That's funny. You mean the guy with three tattoos? <laughs> or four? What is it? He what do you got? Four. Well, these are, Don't I forget the mirror ball. Times. These are two different times. Oh, the mirror ball, yeah. No, but these are two different tattoos. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay, five. Well, he just made it sound like the dude with he all the tattoos. He got the HH the and the PH at different times. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess that does What was your first one? PH? Uh, it was the bullwinkle tattoo on my pelvis. <laughs> So stupid. The butterfly on her back. No, <laughs> we, no, it was the HH, -H, right? We went it at was the, the same H -H. time. HH. All right, here's today's show. Thank you guys. Check it out. Hey guys, welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning studio. Morning. They did a whole search based on Google searches and tweets. And the best TV shows so far of 2020, as decided by basically the internet, are number five, Cheer, which was the Netflix documentary, which is great. If you haven't seen that yet, I think I've moved on because a couple of shows have kind of taken, you know, where my mind's gone. But Cheer's been great. Um, I, I don't know they're taping a Cheer too, but for about a month, that whole cast was super famous to me. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they were going to, but now I don't know. Was, did they even go to Daytona? No, Daytona's yeah, canceled. Yeah, coronavirus, so yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but Cheers great. It's at number five. At number four is Ozark, which it was season maybe four, season three or four? Three. Three. It was great. Um, I don't know if I can say the name of this show, but I've, I've watched it all but the final season. We'll call it Slits Creek. Oh, yeah. It's really good. That's number three. <laughs> number two is The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Bulls documentary. How much of that did you watch? I watched two and a half episodes, and I enjoyed every minute. Like, I think if I would have watched them all with my husband, it would have been fine. All ten of them? Yeah. Because they were, they were good. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. Number one, 
Eddie, you think you know what number one is? Yeah. What? Tiger King. Yeah. Boy, I've moved on past that, too. Yeah. Like, even when I see a headline about it anymore, <laughs> I'm just like, eh, who cares? I would still like to get her on the show, though. Carol. Yeah, Carol Baskin. I don't think she killed her husband. Now it's just a personal thing. I'd like to have her on the show. Hey, Scuba, I know you DM with Carol Baskin. Any chance she comes on at all, or should I just move on with my life? I would say at this point, move on, because even her PR person, Sarah, who's featured in, I think, the first couple episodes, she wants to get her on, but Carol hasn't agreed to it yet. So I should move on with my life? I think it's time to move on, yeah. If something comes up, I'll let you know, but as of right now, I would I would not lose sleep over it anymore. All right. Amy, best TV show you've seen so far this year? Ozark. That's probably my favorite out of all those, or I just pick one that's not on that list. No, you can pick one that's not on the list. I'm going to still I, stick with Ozark. Cheer, to me, was really good because I had no expectations for it to be good. I was like, I have to watch a cheerleading documentary because Caitlin wanted to watch it way early, and I did. I was like, wow, this thing's great. So I probably set up Ozark, made the expectations too high for you. Yeah, 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 which I was like, eh. But I think if you said, man, this is a real turd to watch it, I've been like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. Life's all about expectations. I know. Yeah. Sorry I did that to you. That's all right. I forgive you. No all right, problem. we're here. We're ready to rock. We got a good show for you. Uh, you don't forget, you can always call us as well, 877-77-BOBBY. Hey, can we play Nancy from Las Vegas, Raymundo? This is a voicemail that Nancy from Vegas sent us. Here we go. Hey, guys. Good morning, show. And I just wanted to let you guys know I was out at the Venetian Casino last weekend. They're cleaner than they've ever been since the day they opened. There's people cleaning everywhere. The crowds are not huge. The guys are going to have a great time. Enjoy it. It's clean, clean, clean. Love you all. Have a great uh, bachelor party, Ray. I'm not worried about the surfaces. I'm worried about the other people in there going... No, because we don't know how clean they are. Yeah, I bet they're not. Clean, clean, clean. <laughs> she worked for the Venetian or what? Hey, Ray, you're, you're next week bachelor party, huh? Yeah. And I got masks for all the boys and also hand sanitizer. Do you have special masks? Uh, if lunch is working on those, then yes. But yeah, right now they're plain Jane. Oh. Nothing crazy. Well, so later on in the show, too, Raymundo will make his decision, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I told Ray he can have 250 bucks, but he has to walk into the casino and gamble it immediately on red on the roulette wheel. Or he can have 100 bucks and he can do whatever he wants to with it. So those are his options. Uh, so, okay, we'll, we'll do that. I love that we've made this sound like a cheesy 80s countdown. <laughs> but it is the good news countdown. Here we go. It's the good news countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Bobby Bones. Welcome. <laughs> All right, let's get started here. Number five. An elderly woman who lives in a nursing home in Marrero, Louisiana, who previously survived a heart valve replacement and a brain tumor, also just survived coronavirus. Wow. She is a survivor for sure. Amy Grant, did you see her, speaking of hearts, yeah. did you see her scar from her open heart surgery? No. It's humongous, and she's doing a lot better now, too. Oh, good. Did you know she had heart surgery? Did not. Oh, it was a whole thing. I feel like I'm finding all the things out right now. I'm glad she's okay. Number four. Two college students in Los Angeles used their spring break to create a nonprofit called the Farm Link Project that helps farmers donate unsold food to food banks. Their first donation was 11,000 eggs. They picked them up in a rented truck. Now they've got a team of 2,000 people behind them and have donated over 2 million pounds of food. Oh, that's amazing. Well, that was a, that's a thing that just needed somebody to kind of be the conduit. Right. Like if they had the food they couldn't use, and they had the people who needed it. They just needed that link in between it. So those two college kids did that. Wow, that's awesome. Number three. A lawyer gave all 14 of her employees an extra $1,000. 
and told them to take a weekend trip somewhere. All she asked was they spend all their money at small businesses. Number two. The Broken Arrow Animal Shelter in Oklahoma shared a picture on Facebook of a special dog that needed a home. The Border Collie puppy has a unique heart-shaped patch of fur on her chest. They got tons of requests, but only one family went that extra mile and stepped up to be the first in line. They camped out in front of the shelter for 27 hours. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap, that's awesome. Number one. A couple in Springfield, Missouri, adopted a one-year-old cat named Cheese during the pandemic, and it got stuck up in a tree this week right before a big storm was about to hit. Some nearby tree trimmers offered to help and save the cat while a neighbor live-streamed it all on Facebook. And as they were rescuing it, a big double rainbow appeared in the sky. Uh Uh-huh. For cheese. And then the uh, rainbow meowed. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I added... Okay, okay. I added that last one. That was... The Good News Countdown. Nice. Amy has a cousin who's a psychic. She's been on with us twice over the past two years. (laughs) And you don't believe in psychics. No. Your cousin is a psychic. How does that at, at family events? It's an interesting dynamic yeah. because she, you know, she tells me she talks to my mom because she's also a medium, I guess. By the way, your mom's not alive for those that are yes. wondering. Yeah. My mom passed away almost six years ago. So she has conversations with her and then she tries to talk to me about it. And, you know, I just, I just say, oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's annoying. You just make a noise. I oh. do because I don't want to be. I don't want to be insensitive or rude. You it's, also can't prove her wrong. Exactly. Right. Now, True. Now, I don't believe in them either, but you can't prove her wrong. Right. And she. This is something she's gotten into, and she's really good at it. Based on the success, like she, she does really well for herself. And it's only in the last few years. I'd say maybe right after my mom died, she started this journey, or maybe right before. See, I would never ask someone to talk to my mom who's not alive either. I don't ask her to. I know, but I would never even want to know because it's going <laughs> to yeah. make me feel a way I don't like. I'm either going to be irritated and not believe it. I don't, I just, I'm not just going to believe it and dial into it. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, why are, are you trying to make money off me? No, she's she's never asked No, no, asked I know. Me. I'm talking about okay. me. Me, me, me. Um, okay, here's James who had a question about that, though. Hello, studio. Uh, my question is, your new girlfriend, does it fall in place with the timeline that the psychic said that you would have a girlfriend. Have a good day. Go Hawks! All right, so I go Hawks. <laughs> uh, here is clip one of Amy's cousin, who's a psychic, talking about this is way pre Caitlin. This is like three or four months before I ever met Caitlin. Here you go. You're ready for this relationship. She's a different vibration, she's a different person than you have been uh, in relationship with. And she's going to balance you out in ways that make you feel safe. You usually make people feel safe. She's going to help you feel safe. Okay, that's the first clip. Here's, Do you feel like Caitlin makes you feel safe? Um, I'll have all my comments after this clip. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's clip two. <laughs> Actually, if it's not this year, it will be early next year. And Hold on a second. Let me stop something. it. It's talking, she's talking about me if I will get engaged. I should have said that up better. Oh, okay, here you go. Actually, if it's not this year, it will be early next year and you're going to do something like sentimental. Yeah. So that's what she said there. Secondly, um, she did predict that May was going to be an extremely interesting month because something new was going to happen. Now, just to say, May is when we decided that she was going to move here. Not saying that that's exactly right. Yeah. Or wrong. And I definitely could see y'all getting engaged later this year or early next year. But she did predict that May would be a big conversation for whatever new relationship I was going to be in. <laughs> that's crazy. That wasn't... <laughs> Is that too vague, though, or am I just no, assigning that? No, a month? No, that's not too vague. Mm. Yeah. That was a pretty big deal. Um, I did ask her, too. This is 
I hate to lead you guys to think something, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. Because I don't believe in psychics, right? I'm just saying that there's some things that she got right here. I said, what will happen new in my career? She said, you'll step into a new path where you stand alone, host or producing something new. Dang. Now, starting in about three weeks, <laughs> I go off and start shooting my Nat Geo show that I'm producing and I'm hosting. Like it's you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, your show. It's my. It's the your first time show. I've ever like your had my name own is TV in the show. show. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not saying she's right, but mm. she ain't wrong about all this stuff. I had Mike send me notes. I was just wondering about this myself, so he sent me a bunch of notes that she had said over the last two times. Um, do I have any more notes here, Mike? Or is it the bottom? The, the last note. I, well, we asked her if I'd have children. She said yes. Um, asked how my dog felt about me. She said great, but how do you know, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Okay, so back to back to Caitlin and you feeling safe. Oh yeah, because, sure, of course. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, of course. Okay. All right. Um, I wonder if we have her on again. She's nailing stuff here. I mean, she's getting a lot right. Wait, more. She lives in another country, right? She moved to Belize. Yeah, who does? <laughs> I know her and her husband. That was actually the last thing that my sister and I did with my mom before she passed away. Like. The weekend before my mom went into hospice, Amanda got married, and we all went to her wedding. We didn't think my mom was going to make it, but my mom really wanted to go. So that her wedding's a really special time for us because that was the last thing we got all dressed up for and went and did. And uh, Do we feel better about this psychic yeah. than we did based on a lot of her bold but correct predictions? Totally. Or do we feel like she just got really lucky? Listen, I don't know how it works. I, I don't I don't know. But even my aunt, who is my mom's like best friend, she believes her, but I know it's her daughter. But she's like, Amy, Amanda is really good at this. She knows what she's doing. And I'm like, but Aunt Lisa, we just didn't grow up believing in like it's really hard for me to believe in psychics. She's like, I know, but I have just allowed myself to believe it and and it's she's good at it. She's good. Um, she has a connection with the higher... Maybe we'll ask her if Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Oh, oh. yeah, because we all want to know that. Oh, he was murdered. I know that. Yeah. Well, you don't, but you don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, will she come back? Because I know listeners call her. Will she come back on this and then, you know... Yeah, I'll just have to... At some point? Yeah. I'll hit her up on WhatsApp. Oh, is that how you now talk that to her she, Well, yeah, because now she's in another country. Right. And she really can live wherever all of her... her Clients are on the phone. It's a sweet gig. She had she was doing Corona technique before <laughs> in, Corona was even a thing. She's <laughs> right, all doing she's Zoom. Yeah, yeah. On the phone, internationally, wherever. Bobby Bone The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 second skinny. Amy Grant shared an update on her Instagram from her open heart surgery. She said her recovery has honestly felt miraculous. You can see her full post at Amy Grant Official on Instagram. Keith Urban breaks down the process of how he picks the perfect songs for his albums. The song is everything. And it either feels like something that works for me or, or doesn't. Because a lot of the times I can love a song and go in the studio and cut it and work and work on it. And it, I just can't get it to fit. It's like seeing a great jacket in a store and you put it on and you get, ah, oh, is it me? And your friends are like, not really. You're like, fit. maybe I could make it me. And they're like, not really. <laughs> and you buy it anyway and then you never wear it. Chris Jansen shared why he taught his kids to fish on their own. They always want to go fishing. And it's fun being a dad out there doing the deal and having to do it every single time. And I said, look, guys, at some point, Dad wants to sit and smoke a cigar and drink a Mountain Dew, too, so we got to learn how to do it, right? Just like learn to tie your shoes. So I just taught them how to do it themselves. Now they can do it themselves. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Oh. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. 
Okay, this story's cool. There are two online gamers in their 70s. They've been playing for years. They've been playing video games, but they don't know each other. They just know each other from online. Well, one of their granddaughters said, you know what, granddad, I want to fly you to meet your friend. This guy lives in the UK, and his online friend lives in California. So they flew all the way to California to meet for the first time. That's pretty awesome. Does it say what game they play? <laughs> I love that. That's no, awesome. it doesn't say. I'm thinking, like, what kind of game would these guys play? Yeah. But I it could, doesn't say. I could never do that because I can't be reuniting with some 11-year-old that I'm probably playing NBA <laughs> 2K20 with. It's whooping my butt. That's true. It's better yeah. you don't. Yeah, that's a good story, though. I like that. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Richland County, South Carolina. A couple ordered pizza and a two-liter of Pepsi, and when the delivery driver showed up, he only had the pizza. Couple gets upset, drives up to the pizza hut. You didn't give us our Pepsi! And instead of just getting the Pepsi, they pulled out a gun and stole the Pepsi. What is wrong with people? Oh, the gun, man. <laughs> so that's all they took. They reached across the counter and took a two-liter of Pepsi and ran out. The what? gun, man. Yeah, I just... Just a gun. That's crazy. Because you pull a gun on somebody, if they have a gun too, they're not going to wait. When you see gun, that's like, oh, I'm threatened with a weapon. What do you say if you're going to, if you're going to. I'm not saying anything. I'm not. I'm (laughs) saying it ain't worth a Pepsi. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We Googled easy kids riddles, except we're not asking them to kids. We're asking them to the adults in the room here. Let's play Riddle Me This. Amy, you're up first. After you hear the question the second time, you'll have 15 seconds to answer the kid's riddle, okay? Okay. I have a tail and a head, but no body. What am I? You're right. I have a tail and a head, but no body. What am I? Timer starts now. A coin. Hey, you don't have to rush, you know? <laughs> Listeners maybe want to... Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. You're on. Okay. Good job. All right, lunchbox. Yeah, buddy. What's something in your house that goes up and down? but never moves. What's something in your house that goes up and down, but never moves? Something that goes up and down in my house, but never moves. Well, in my house, it would have to be the stairs, because they don't move, but they do. you can go up them or down them, so I'm going to go stairs. He says stairs. Show me stairs. That is correct. Woo! Oh. Good one. Hmm. Eddie, over to you. Come on. What is broken if you say its name? You say its name. What is broken if you say its name? Timer starts oh now. Oh my gosh. It's broken. You say its name and it breaks. Aye. Glass. No. Mm. I don't know. Uh, what promise. Is a promise. So oh. I had four seconds to think. Promise. Break. Broken if you say its name. Does anybody know? <laughs> There's no way. Do you guys know? I got to guess. What? Secret. Silence. Oh. Oh, of oh. course. I'm sorry, Eddie. You have been eliminated. Okay, great. <laughs> Gosh. Amy. Hit me. Kids riddles. Round two. What has feet on the inside but not on the outside? What has feet on the inside but not on the outside. What? Feet? What has The foot feet? of a bed? What has feet on the inside, feet. but not on the outside? Timer a starts now. A tub, a bed, a 
feet? Has teeth? You have 10 seconds. What has feet on the inside, but not on the outside? What? <laughs> feet on the inside? Time, I need an answer. Feet? Incorrect. A piano. The answer is shoes. Oh, oh, man, that was a tough wow. one. Or shoes. That yeah. was a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Lunchbox can win this one <sighs> with the correct answer. Let's go. Ready to go. I'm ready. <laughs> what can hold a car but can't lift a feather? What can hold a car but can't lift a feather? Timer starts. What can hold a car but can't lift a feather? Kids riddle for Lunchbox. He has five seconds. Yeah, go ahead and cue the music. Garage. It is a garage. Mm -hmm. Andy, he wins today. Look at this. Woo! Guys! And he possumed you guys all the way to the end. Man. You know, guys, what I love? <laughs> you know what I love? I love Riddle Me There he is. He does love that. He does love that. We're about to talk to Amy's old softball coach from back in the day. What grade? I, I don't know. If I was sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, Coach Frankie. Yeah. Coach Frankie, are you on with us right now? I am. Hi, Hello. how are you? Fine, thank you. Well, we had a lot of stuff to talk about because what happened here on this show was I was talking about getting a softball team together, just some of us. Uh, my girlfriend's a big ball player. Morgan Raymundo played baseball in college. Just a lot of us to play ball. And Amy's like, oh, I'd like to play. And we were like, do you even play softball? She was like, I'm ambidextrous. And I'm like, well, just because you hit bad from both sides doesn't make you ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, but I played every position when I got put in. <laughs> and so she started talking about how good of an athlete she was. But then the other thing she was saying led us to believe that she never really got to play or especially didn't start. So we wanted to bring you on to just lend us some of your knowledge of Amy's athletic past. So thank you for, for sparing us a few minutes. I'd be glad to fill you in. <laughs> now, and be honest with us, Coach Frankie, because your credibility is on the line here. <laughs> uh, give me a little bit of, how would you describe Amy as an athlete and softball player? Well, um, she was quite energetic. She always had a lot of spunk, and she was a scrappy little player who filled in a lot of positions for us. So uh, <laughs> she was quite good. <laughs> so did, did she start? Yes, she actually did start. And uh, sometimes she was catcher. Sometimes she played left field. I think she even played third base for a little while for us. So uh, she play had a lot of positions that she filled. Oh, that third base, I remember that one. I got a line drive right to the shin. <laughs> I think I still have a bruise. So where would you put your worst player? Where would I put my worst player? Yeah. Usually right field. Okay. And then after right field, where? I played uh, right field, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, that's a tough one. Um, center field, maybe? <laughs> mm, I'm kind of leading you to catcher. You're not going to go there? <laughs> Catcher's so important. It's well, you know what? In slow pitch, maybe it wasn't such a great place to play. But in fast pitch, you needed a good catcher, and that's where she was in fast, fast pitch was as catcher. Okay. So. so, by the way, Amy's softball coach is on from back in the day. 
Uh, where would you rate Amy's athletic ability? A means A plus, obviously, and F is a failing grade. Well, definitely she's a A. What? I think she played very well. So an A is a her spunk or her athleticism. <laughs> I don't know what category we're in here. Wait, what, Frankie, Coach Frankie? What skills? Like, what do I have that is? First of all, she said that I started. That's, you didn't even know that. We I know. Asked you. <laughs> I, I'm shocked you. Like, which makes me feel really, uh, maybe my memories, I, I'm remembering myself worse than I was. But also, what other skills did I have that would make you say that I'm an A? Well, you were a switch hitter. You could uh, bat from both sides of the plate, and uh, you were an excellent bunter. As a matter of fact, he asked you to bunt so often, you actually kind of got upset because you really wanted to hit and um, we would ask you to butt instead of in for the bleachers. So. <laughs> but um, I still have your record, so I know. Uh, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Coach Frankie, if, if she gets on a team, we're going to do a co-ed softball team, you stake your reputation on her being a star player for us? She would be a great player for you. you and... I think you missed the first part of my question. You put your <laughs> reputation... <laughs> Let her finish. I, I was, oh. uh, yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, you know, you can count on her to play a lot of different positions, and she's a scrappy little player, and she'll, if, if you ask her to bunt, there's no way anybody's <laughs> going to, uh, she'll make it to first base every time. I, I practically, when I look through my records, she hardly ever didn't make it to first base because she's a, she bat, bunted left as a lefty, and she always was a real fast runner, and it kind of surprised people that we would sometimes even put her into bunt when there was no need to advance a runner. So she was that good. Well, it's slow pitch. You can't bunt and slow pitch. No, 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 for us. No, for me, for our team. <laughs> oh. Coach Frankie, you still coaching in softball at all? Oh, no. I'm almost 70 years old. Mm. So. <laughs> so you're saying you maybe not remember things so well back in the day. <laughs> She has the records. She said, according to her records, I never got out. I always made it on base. Did you know that Amy's a big radio star now, Coach Frankie? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Is she the most successful softball player you ever coached? Oh, no. Her daughter, Chrissy, was valedictorian and is like, that, to me, that's that's like that's like the best thing you could ever do, right? <laughs> well, I I think you both have done equally well in what you've chosen to do in life. So Your daughter's Delilah. <laughs> it's better at radio than Amy is. <laughs> well, all right, Coach no, Frankie, but... thank you for the time. I, you know, um, there's for sure. Since she gave you the vote of confidence, we will now consider you part of the team. Okay. Well, I would love to hear how she helps you out because I know she will. I would love for her to help us out. I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Coach Frankie, thank you very much. And um, hopefully one day I get to meet you once everything's normal and we're back in Austin, okay? Okay, that'd be wonderful. All right, bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, Coach Frankie. And I guess we should shout out to Manchac Optimus. Yes, I I don't know that they even have those yeah. fields anymore. I know. I was about to say, rest in peace. You know what? Build them, some, Amy. From this, build build, build a new Optimus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, Coach Frankie. Bye. Enjoy talking to you. Here is Dana from Reno. Bobby, morning studio. I have a couple questions, Bobby. What happened to the easy trivia on Zoom? Morgan number two 
why did you stop the lives with Lunchbox every Tuesday and Thursday? And instead of Morgan 2, let's do Millennium Morgan. All right. Thank you. Um, I'll go with the first one. <laughs> Very hard to say. I, I, we stopped doing easy trivia for a bit because anything you put on social media was just getting crushed. And it felt weird during the protest to be like, here's us doing stupid Zoom trivia. Yeah. Um, we're back. I got an episode in the can I did three weeks ago. I haven't posted yet. So I have that. And I'm, I shot one yesterday with CMA, which I don't think I could say yet. But we had eight celebrities on. It's oh, going to wow. be inside of their CMA special. Oh, fun. That's so, cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I've called Morgan Millennial Morgan a couple times versus Elder versus Millennial. But I, it's just... It doesn't mm-hmm. roll off the tongue. It just felt like... Mm-hmm. Millennial Morgan. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Um, Morgan, Instagram Lives. We just stopped because we, were, we weren't in quarantine anymore. We came back to the studio. So we were doing that because we were bored and didn't have anything to do. So now we're just hanging out all together again. And luckily, a lot of the lives have stopped, period. All my top Instagrams, all lives. Yeah, they were like, a lot of lives. If you owned a guitar, <laughs> you had to get online and play every night for a while. Um, so uh, thank you for the call. You can call us 877. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Hollywood Studios returned to work this week on movies and TV shows, but the scripts are totally changing. Like TV is going to look a lot different in the fall because of social distancing. There's not going to be any they all romantic yell at each other scenes. From far away. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Kissing is banned. So is what? fighting. Actors are encouraged to say eight feet apart oh, in every scene. And if they have to be closer, it's super brief with no dialogue. <laughs> huh. Oh, and hair and makeup stylists are only partially back to work. So the lead actors, they get professionally styled, but other cast members, they got to do it themselves. Hmm. Well, that's weird that they can't be near each other. You yeah. would think that they would maybe quarantine a bit before, especially if it's a big project. And once they're safe, they would be with each other who's safe. Yeah, there is a silver lining, though, if you want to be on Price is Right, because I think... Uh, no way they're having crowds for Price is Right. Yeah, they are just smaller crowds. I think 25, so your, I guess your chances are better? <laughs> Everyone gets a turn. <laughs> All right, well, okay, what else you got? So Carson Daly and his wife are sleep divorced, which we've talked about before here on the show, but they're doing it and it's really, really working for them. And this means they sleep in separate bedrooms. But how it started was simply because she was pregnant with their fourth child and they needed to separate simply for that. But then after she gave birth, they stayed separated. Because it was working so well for them. Uh, and Carson says that sleep is important. You're going to be a better person if you're rested, which can help your relationship. And their relationship has been better for it. Well, I think the word sleep divorce it sounds negative. puts a bad taste in your mouth. How about like sleep well-being? <laughs> we're taking it. You know, if you were to just say it differently, I think people would respond to it better. Because okay. if your partner snores and you don't sleep, yeah. you're not healthy. You no, can it's get a thing. sick. Yeah. And, and I kick, my husband doesn't snore too bad, but when he does, I have this annoying habit of just kicking him until he stops. Mm-hmm. And then that wakes that him up. It's not like a habit. It's like something you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I try to tell him sometimes, I don't even know I'm kicking you. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. What would we call it, though, if we're not going to say sleep divorce? We'd call it like a sleep growth. Sleep well. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You know, something yeah, positive. Something good. Mm-hmm. Kaylin's great because she sleeps through anything. I sleep with the TV on. It goes off in the middle of the night now because Netflix goes, are you sure? And then it shuts itself off. Um, so she, it doesn't matter. I think I may be the annoying one more so than she is. All right, what else you got? Well, former bachelorette Hannah Brown, she saved a man from drowning. 
she was whitewater rafting with her family and a man got pulled up by a current. His raft flipped and she was part of the rescue team. And the man's girlfriend posted about it on Twitter saying, how fun. Hannah Brown saved my boyfriend from drowning in the river today. So she did. But the girlfriend also wrote something in her tweet about how she didn't know it was Hannah Brown, but Hannah Brown's mom told them, oh, this is my daughter. She won Dancing with the Stars and was on The Bachelor. Yeah, Hannah Brown could use some good press about now. So that's weird. Yeah, Yeah, maybe her mom was like, go put this on Twitter. (laughs) She saved his life. (laughs) All right. Yeah, um, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. David Stokes and his friends were floating down a river in Oklahoma. His friends were in kayaks. He was on a raft. The kayaks start getting farther and farther ahead of him, and his raft pops. But the friends are too far down river. They can't come back, so he's just stranded in the water. And here's the problem. He only has one leg, so he can't swim to shore. Oh, wow. So he's just stranded. They call for help. They can't find him. He finds a tree branch, and he holds on for 20 hours until a helicopter... Yes, this news helicopter was out covering other stories, and they heard about it. Like, let's go fly over and see if we can find this guy. And they found him. Wow. Wow. So many parts of that story are awesome. Well, the first part is not. But the fact that he holds on for 20 hours, like he could just, he sat there and held for 20 hours was crazy. That they went looking, that they found him. He's good now, huh? Yeah, they said he's going to make a full recovery. They took him to the hospital. A-OK. I wonder at what point in that 20 hours you start to go, man, I don't know if anybody's ever coming for me. He said that right as they the helicopter flew over and saw him, he goes, the tree branch broke. Whoa. And I was thinking, this is it. Because like, I didn't have enough energy to swim to shore. Probably like 30 minutes into it, I'd be like, I'm hungry. I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> just give up. I'm just going to be like, well, uh, anybody have any dried peach? Uh, anything? Uh, that's it. Thank you, Lunchbox. Great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Over to Amy with the morning corny. The morning corny. What did the volcano say to his girlfriend? What did the volcano say to his girlfriend? I love you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was the morning corny. I was reading a story on table etiquette, and it says the lady should always order first at a restaurant. What do you think about that? Because I have thoughts. Oh, I like everybody to order before me because I want to hear what they got. Well, okay. Not the angle I was going, but you say that etiquette isn't to make you order first. No. So I would say if you're ready, you order at a table. But I would also say, I was in dinner with my girlfriend last night, and she was like, I don't know yet, you order. And I feel like the etiquette should be that the guy orders first to give my girlfriend more time to think about what she wants to order. Because Amy, my girlfriend, let's just be honest— most women in my life, they don't really know what they want when we order food at the table. Right. So I think the guy should order first instead of last. Takes the pressure off of you. Maybe you want to change your mind. Maybe you hear something a little better. Can't we just leave it all up in the air? It, every day could be different. The restaurant could be different. The menu is different. We just case by case. So then you want to say if you're no ready, etiquette. go. Yeah, like, like whoever's ready. That's the kind thing to do is if you're ready, go. Give the other people a little more time. But what happens though, waiters, and I wait at tables for a long time, you go to the ladies first. Mm. All right. So maybe the waiters should go, all right, show, show of hands, who's, who's ready? ready? Yeah. Like, who wants to go first? Maybe that's just what they do. They walk up and they go, also, I have to commend my waiter because he came up and he had a notepad and a pen and he wrote my order down. 
didn't mess up a single thing. <laughs> I never was the guy that memorized orders because although I felt like I could, it wasn't worth the risk to me. The risk reward in looking cool versus messing something up wasn't there for me. It's very impressive though. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We, I, I'm so impressed when they don't write anything down. And I always look at them, are you sure you don't want to write that down? I don't say it But do you tip extra based on their memorization? <laughs> no. Okay, and would you tip less if they if there was a bunch of screw-ups? No. Mm. I'm not. I'm going to be annoyed. I'm probably not going to tip less. That's my point. Less. The risk-reward isn't there. Yeah. So I commend him for coming out with a pad and just writing everything down. I don't think less of you. No. I don't think because you didn't take that speed memory class that you can't come out <laughs> and wait tables. But I, anyway, that, that article was like, women should go first. I think if they're ready, they absolutely should. I think if both hands come up at the same time, let her go first. What about the guy that orders for the woman? Yes, that's how you're supposed to do uh, it. We will take. Okay, 19. <laughs> I don't really know people that do that. I don't, 20 either. I, that, I don't know. I would never do that, but I was thinking, do I know anybody that's done that? And I don't. Like sometimes if she's like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You know what I want? Just order for me. That's but different. That's different yes. than he's like, she'll have this and I'll have. <laughs> I see that in the movies. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, okay, we're good. I'm glad we had this talk. Speaking of food, let's go over to Morgan number two with a little bit of Food World. It's time for Food World, num num num, with Morgan number two. So there's a rumor that's out right now that there's Dunkaroos cereal coming from General Mills. There's no release date, no release date, and no official confirmation, but it's probably happening. Couldn't you just pour Dunkaroos into a bowl and pour milk on them, and hmm. voila, <laughs> Dunkaroos cereal? Maybe yes, but. These might just taste a little bit more like cereal. They're from General Mills, so they could add something that we don't know about. Well, I'll tell you what I've been doing is I've been getting some of that granola that you just eat with your hand out of the bag and pouring it into a bowl and putting almond milk on it. Oh, that's so good. So good. And it's like a great version of of cereal. And then you put a few flu blueberry, blueberry, blueberries. <laughs> and it's like, Mwah! chef's kiss. All right, thank you, Morgan number two. That's Food World. That was Food World with Morgan number two. Nom, nom, nom. On with us right now is Tracy from Clearwater, Florida. Hey, Tracy. Yes. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm really glad that I'm talking to you today. So let me see. You live in Clearwater. What are you doing right now? Sitting on my lanai. <laughs> wish, wish that's what I was doing. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Wish I was doing the same thing. Mm. Uh, right now, you're doing DoorDash to help pay for medical bills, right? Correct. So, what's happening medically, if you don't if you don't mind sharing? Well, last August, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, doctoral carcinoma in my left breast. I was scheduled for surgery in September, but doing all the tests pre-surgery, they found um, a tumor in my right breast. So, I have metabolic breast cancer in my right breast, doctoral carcinoma in my left breast. So. I'm one of the million. I'm battling bilateral breast cancer. Have so I had my surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Going through radiation. I found your show. Oh, my gosh. You guys have no idea. You got me through 33 rounds or really 66 because I had to have it in each breath of radiation. Thank you guys so much for that. <laughs> Dang, you sound like in such good spirits too, Tracy. Wow. I wanted to put you on because you actually had something that you wanted to vent about. And so I think she has a great I, a great message here because you're doing DoorDash right now. So tell everybody what is on your mind. Well, DoorDash pays us $3 for a delivery, and then we work on tips. So yesterday I had three 
orders in a row that they did not tip. If you're not going to tip, order it yourself and go pick it up yourself. Don't be cheap. We're not making any money off of that. That's just cut on gas. So you're saying if you're going to order, leave a tip. If not, go pick up food yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't be cheap. You're out there busting your hump. Like, hey, don't you tip a couple bucks for someone busting their hump? Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. I, that's how I do it. Because, you know, I got a stack of medical bills and they're not going to pay themselves. So I have great insurance, but I still have co pays and deductibles. Well, what I want to do for you is give you a $500 Visa gift card. To spend. Shut up, Bob. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I know I don't have to. That's why I like to do it. I think you represent what this show is all about. You're going through a lot. And, you know, when I, I heard your – first of all, I agree with you so much. Aside from you fighting cancer and, and being so strong and so positive, just the DoorDash thing alone, I was like, yeah, she's out there running door to door, and you want to give her a couple bucks, you're out of your mind. But that being said, I'm going to give you a $500 Visa gift card from giftcards.com that you can spend wherever you want. And so we're just so uh, proud of you for fighting. You're representing a lot of people that are doing the same thing you are. And also you're out trying to pay your bills. And uh, I'm just very proud of you. And, you know, and thanks for listening to the show. Like, it's, it's really, we're, we're Thank glad you that. Thank so much, Bobby. Yeah, we're glad you could be you our really friend. You don't have to do that. I just want to get that PSA out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, I don't feel like I have to do anything, honestly. But I feel like I've been put here to help as many people as I can and, um, you'll do the same thing once you're back and you're fully healthy. Tracy, I know what you're going to do. You're going to go out and help folks too. So this is just me adding another little, little, little rung to the ladder, you know? You know what I do, though? I, I When I go to the store to pick stuff up, and if there's toilet paper, I pick up toilet paper. And when I deliver to old people, I give the old shut-ins toilet paper. It makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, see? Cool. Didn't even know that, but I knew that somehow. Yeah. Even though I didn't know. <laughs> I knew. Well, listen, uh, Tracy. The- oh, go ahead. Give us some more. Oh, I was just going to say, let me tell you, this isn't my first battle with cancer. 20 years ago, I had ovarian cancer. So I know how to fight this. Well, again, you may not understand how many people that you're representing right now, but so many people listening to this show are going through the same thing you're going through in, in, in a way. Um, so uh, fight like a girl. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to get you this $500 Visa gift card so you can buy some groceries or buy whatever you want, and you can put a couple more thank bucks you towards your medical much, bills. Bobby. All right? I love you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for thank listening. You. All right, there she is. By the way, let me give a big shout-out to giftcards.com. As one of the most recognizable and trusted brands, the giftcards.com Visa gift cards, perfect gift for a friend or a loved one, maybe Father's Day. A custom photo and text. Each gift card can be personally designed for its recipient. The giftcards.com Visa gift card can be used everywhere. Visa debit cards are accepted in the U.S. So thanks to them. Thanks to Tracy. Thanks to you for listening. Man, what a day. What a day. Tomorrow at 9 Central, our Pimp and Joy line goes up. It's all about choosing joy. And we've never kept a cent from Pimp and Joy. It's going to go up. It's a whole... Fourth of July theme, you're going to get, you you can buy tank tops with stars and American flag stuff and America stuff and tie-dye. And the whole reason we're doing it, tomorrow when it goes on sale, and he doesn't know, he's on hold, he cannot hear us right now. But Army Sergeant Christopher Biggs, who served, was in Iraq, an explosive was detonated, he was knocked unconscious, he had to have a leg amputated. And what we're going to do as a team, us in this room and you out there, we're going to build him a house. He doesn't know it yet. He's a Purple Heart recipient, and we're going to tell him on the air in a minute. He just thinks we're calling. I don't know why he thinks we're talking to him, honestly. They just I think he thinks we're just interviewing 
a veteran. Yeah. So he doesn't know we're going to build him a house. And by we, I feel like this show is, you know, you may hear us talk, but uh, we definitely feel you, especially at times like this. So it all goes on sale tomorrow. But if you want to hear us talk to him, that'll be in the next segment. We're going to let him know. You cannot hear us right now. You, Ray, you can't hear us, right? Nope. Can you imagine if this is how he's tipped <laughs> off? He hears a tease. Are you kidding me? Uh, the Bobby Bones Show. On the phone with us right now, Army Sergeant Christopher Biggs. Hello, how are you? What's up, man? You good? I'm good, man. How are y'all? Uh, real good. So my name is Bobby Bones. I don't know if you've ever heard of the show or not, but we do a radio show um, heard in a lot of places, and uh, we just want to take a minute and talk to you if you're okay with that. I'm, I'm totally cool with that, ma'am. Now, let me say a little bit about Sergeant Biggs here. He served seven years. In 2007, while driving yes. on a mission in Iraq, an explosive was detonated, and he was knocked unconscious. He woke up. His left leg and right ankle were shattered. Shattered. He suffered traumatic brain injury. And you spent seven years trying to rehab. Is that right? Yeah. Well, both both my legs were shattered. Um, my, my left one was just more so than my right. Um, for, you know, they flew me from uh, the crit. Germany, they put fixes on my legs, and they flew me to uh, Brooklyn Medical Center, which is San Antonio Medical Center now, and just surgeries and rehab, and and uh, finally in 2014, they finally just saw that just it wasn't taken, and I was in so much pain, and decided to take my left leg uh, below the knee. So they amputated your left leg above your knee, is that what you said, or, or below your knee? Below the knee. And so for your service, you got a Purple Heart. So tell me about the Purple Heart, sir, when they give you the Purple Heart. what What's happening there then? Like, I see it on TV, but I've never seen one in person. It was really heartfelt. It, was, it, it really meant something. You know, that's, that's one of the most prestigious awards in the military. Uh, it's not necessarily one you want to get. But whenever you get it, you know, you, you know you've done something for your country. And, you know, you, you know from there on, life's going to be different. Well, Sergeant Biggs, we're, we're extremely grateful that you would talk to us and you know, something on our show, we really believe in giving back to our military, and, and uh, you are a hero to us and everybody that serves. And so we are honored to tell you that you're getting a, ho- a house built just for you in Austin, Texas, uh, and we're going to help build it, and it will be specifically adapted to your specific needs. Wow. <laughs> well, we're very grateful, and our listeners are uh, a big part of raising the money for this, if not the biggest part of it. And so on Wednesday, what we're doing is putting our Pimp and Joy line up, and we're going to sell it, and, and we're going to build you a house, man. We're partnering with Building, building Homes for Heroes to, to make this happen for you. So we're very grateful for you serving and, and for every, every sacrifice that you gave, because without that, we definitely wouldn't be here today. Dude, I, I, yeah, I, I appreciate that so much, man. I got really, from the bottom of my heart, like, so much. Well, we will be in touch very soon because there's a lot that we want to do for you, and we're going to be there to the very end till we cut the ribbon and we get to go and, and see inside that house when things get a little more back to normal. All right? Well, sounds good, man. Well, great to talk to you. Thank you again for your service, and I hope you have a great 4th of July, and we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thank you so much, man. All right, there he is, Army Sergeant Christopher yeah. Biggs. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Guys. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. We told you about this guy back in March when stay-at-home orders were first put into place. His name's Greg Daly. Wakes up at 4 a.m. every day. Starts his newspaper rally in East Windsor, New Jersey. He's had the second job for almost 25 years. But since statewide stay-at-home orders forced him to close his frame shop in late March, it's become his main source of income. So for the last two months, Daly has kept himself busy, delivers far more newspapers. 
He's become a lifeline for 120 senior citizens who are afraid to venture out because of COVID. To date, he's made more than 500 trips to the grocery store for them and then brought, yeah. So his first job goes away just delivering papers. But in that, he meets a lot of these elderly folks who are like, hey, I don't want to get out. And he's like, got you. So he's delivering everything for free. So meets them from the route, but then is able to do so much good. The Goodwill effort started when one of his customers said, hey, would you throw the paper closer to my door? So then he decided to put a note on the newspapers going, hey, if you need me for anything, hit me up. And so they did. And so that's what he's been doing. Isn't that crazy? That's so cool. Love it. Greg Daly, shout out to you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Someone messaged me this question on Instagram. It says, hey, Bobby, Father's Day is this Sunday. Can we get an update on you and your biological dad's relationship? Will you call him or text him? Is it a tough day for you? Uh, question. So uh, I won't call him or text him, but it's also not a tough day for me. I, did, I mean, I never had a dad growing up. So my biological dad left when I was five or so, five or six. And I met him again two or three years ago. There's an occasional text that happens, but I don't text him for Father's Day because I don't feel like he's my dad. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's not tough though. Um, I will, it's, my mom remarried when I was 12 or 13 years old and she remarried Arkansas Keith. My mom's not alive anymore and they divorced before she died. So, but he was my stepdad for six or seven years. Um, and him and I have a relationship. I'll see him because we're going to go to Branson during vacation, and then we're going to swing back down and go fishing with him in Arkansas. Cool. But it's not a Father's Day. To have, but will you text him on mm, Father's Day? No. This is, I just don't have a like a, a relationship like that where I have a dad. So if anybody, I'll text Eddie and be like, Happy Father's Thanks Day. Thanks for being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, but, you, say, when you say like you, uh, text, you text your dad, did you te- he text you, and then you didn't? How'd well, that go down? Whenever I wrote it in my last book, remember the book you gave away oh boy. that I signed? It's all go. in there. Yeah. I, it's, the, it? it's all in there? It's how I start my second book called Fail Until You Don't. Yeah. I didn't want to write a book about, you know, failing at trying something you really want without doing something that scared me and I'd never met my biological father. So the whole first chapter is me finding out how to get in touch with him, texting him, going, hey, I'm going to be in town. How? And also introducing myself to him was weird. I was like, hey, it's Bobby. You know, your son. Oh, <laughs> weird. <yeah. laughs> that was a weird text yeah. to send. And so um, in that text, and I was like, hey, let's meet at this place. And then he said, okay. And then we met there. So, but I'm not angry. He used to be a villain to me. He used to be a, like a bad guy, like yeah. the Joker. Mm-hmm. But now he's just a dude that made some mistakes. But we never had a relationship. And so, and I, and I don't live there right now. So I don't pursue one there. I think my sister talks with them some. I don't know what their relationship is. But that's what the text was. And then... I think he texts me once after I won Dancing with the Stars. Just say, hey, congrats. Maybe been one or two in the middle of that. But I talk to Arkansas Keith far more than that. I talk right. to him all the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's the question. No, it's not a tough day for me. So, what's up with your dad? Did your dad ever get tested for coronavirus? He did, and it's negative. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Someone Good. at Amy's dad's assisted living center had coronavirus, like a one caregiver. of the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And so they, does he know why they tested mm-hmm. him yet? No. Oh. I, they don't want that anxiety to spread throughout all the residents. So he, to my knowledge, and I, I had to be careful even when I would ask him, I'd be like, so, because I knew he was supposed to be getting tested because I had signed all the paperwork for him to get tested. And then for days, I was like, so what'd you do today? Anything new? 
<laughs> anything. And I was waiting for him to be like, well, they stuck a cotton swab up my nose all the way up to my brain. And then finally, finally, I got the, yeah, I got tested today that he said the National Guard came to do it and they were wearing hazmat suits. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. So what did they tell him as the reason they were doing I it? I guess just like standard mm. tests. Because I, I said, hey, did they tell you why? He's like, no. I was like, okay, well, it's because someone that worked directly with you got... But you didn't say that? No. No, and he doesn't listen to the show. So we're good. So he's good. Did he say it was fun or not fun? Oh, he says not fun. He said it was pretty, like, he didn't like it at all, obviously. I don't think anybody does, but it was bad. Eddie and I went and played... You don't know this, Eddie, but Eddie and I went and played golf a couple weeks ago. My New Year's resolution was to play five rounds of golf. I've hit my fifth round now, so I'm good. (laughs) I'll I'll probably keep playing, but I said, I'm going to try to take it back a notch. I didn't know Corona was going to hit. I was like, I'm going to try to relax a little bit and play five rounds of golf because I haven't played a single round in five years. So Eddie and I went and played. And then I got a note from the place we went and played that one of the workers in the place that we were, the restaurant part of it, had tested positive. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because they shut it down. I'll tell wow. you. Wow. Yeah. I did not know this. Uh-huh. That's so scary. Gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Great. Christmas. Yeah, I'm glad your dad, though, doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah, we're good. That's good. I have to go. I start shooting my Nat Geo shows maybe second or third week of July. Every single time I land somewhere before we start shooting, I get tested. Hmm. So every week I'm tested for Corona. So you just carry the, my nose, the nose? Is gonna, yeah. <laughs> or like temperature. <laughs> well, that, that's symptoms. Temperatures. Yeah, that's a symptom. Thing. So you're I'm legit. Getting, yeah, the tested. nose every time. I told him, you know what? I'm. I want to be so sure. Put a swab in every one of my holes. Okay. Oh. And okay. let's just. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we don't need to do that. No, no, I, but please, <laughs> for my sake. Well, Raymundo goes on his bachelor party in a little over a week, right? Next week? Yep. Him and all the boys are going to Vegas. Mount up. <laughs> let's go. Let's ride, boys. So I hear you guys had a breakthrough with the hotels in Vegas. Somebody reached out? Yeah, so uh, a lady uh, employee gave us her employee number, which ends up cutting the prices in half. So don't know if she was supposed to do that. She said she had to sneak back into her offices. So a listener went in and gave you her employee number to, to save you money. Yes, and Eric Dodd has already used it, and he saved $250, and now one of my buddies in Minnesota is going to try and use it as well. What do you mean, save $250? Uh, they just rebooked. You can say it's half price. You just use this employee code that only employees have, but she reached out, said she loves the show, and wanted to help out the bachelor party. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah! I hope she doesn't get, like, red flagged once her... No, she's good. We've said no names. Okay. (laughs) Like like he knows. I'm saying if five different guys start using this code, it might be like, oh, what's happening? Suspicious. (laughs) So, Raymundo, I made you the offer. Yep. I said, I'll give you $250, but you go into the casino. When you get there, you live stream it, even if you have to be on the slide with the live stream. Lunch, he'll be filming it the whole time. He'll do a great job. We'll do it on the Bobby Bones Show Instagram account, and... If you choose 250 bucks, you have to go in with it, bet it on red roulette as soon as you get there. The first table I see. First table, which means you could have 500, you could have nothing. Does it have to be a live table with people or can it be one of the computer generated tables? Oh, live don't table. be stupid. Oh, yeah. Don't be dumb. Live fun. table. Or I'll give you 100 bucks as your <laughs> gift. Correct. And you can do whatever you want with it. You can, you know, pay your rent with it. You can buy drinks for your boys at the party. Cabana? I don't know what you'd Cabana. decide. But, it, but it's money that you for sure get to have. Yes, and that $100 being guaranteed, I mean, it, you can use that in Vegas for a ton of bunch of stuff that's going to spread out throughout the whole day. So, we on camera here? Like it here. Oh, yeah. Oh! Cash money. money. Raymundo. Yeah! So, did you go talk to Bay, your fiance? 
Yeah, I uh, chatted with her a little bit on the fishing boat with you, and then we also chatted in the car. So it's been discussed. We didn't take it lightly. Your options are $250 you have to gamble or 100 you get to keep. Tell me about it. Uh, I'm a gambling man. I've always been a gambling man, but lately I've been making more responsible decisions. Oh, he just twisted this. I was what? like, he's a gambling man. Then he takes it the other way. So, honestly, $100 is a significant amount of money oh. if you're smart with it. $250 isn't a great amount if you're dumb with it. Let's go to the guys. Eddie, what's he going to do? No, no, listen, man. Vegas is for gambling. You go for one reason only. It's to gamble. $500 is way better than $100. He's going to gamble. It's in his heart. I know it. Lunchbox? $500 goes so much further than $100. You're acting like he's going to win. <laughs> he is going to win. <laughs> the odds are you're not going to win. Positive it's thoughts. It's not 50-50. Positive thoughts bring positive results. So you think positive. That's $500 to start off your trip that you didn't have before. So let's gamble the money. <laughs> Amy? <laughs> I think he's going to gamble it. I I want him to. I want him to walk in and put 250 on red. Boom. Nobody has responsibility faith in Ray. <laughs> you can't control himself. You have three people that say you're going 250, Raymundo. What do you, okay, go ahead. Yeah, and Amy sounded like a gangster saying that. She's like, just walk in there with $250, put it on red. Throw your backpack on the table. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm a gambling man. I always have been. I honestly think we can double it up and turn it into $500 at the risk of it being the worst start to a bachelor party ever. Give me the $250. Yeah! So, when do you arrive in Vegas? I'm just trying to get our listeners down on the Bobby Bone Show Instagram account so they know when to go look. Yeah, that's going to be a Thursday night, right? Yeah, Thursday night. Yep. At, so About Ve- what time? Well, Vegas, I'd say Central and Eastern, you might be looking at around 8, 9 o'clock. So you guys are going to have to stay up a little bit later. but 8 or 9 is not staying up late. All right. <laughs> but For that's probably when the stream's going to go down. Flight-wise, because it's not until we get in about 6, I'd say. So About, why don't we say... 8 p.m. 8:30 p.m. Central on Thursday night. I'd say that's a pretty darn good time. Yeah. See if we can mark this. I feel like even if you're not there, right? I mean, even if you get there early, don't do it yet. I'll rush across the Vegas Boulevard to get to the table. 8:30 <laughs> Central on Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. You will go alive and you will do this. Remember, yep. that's not 8:30 your time, Ray. It's 8:30 Central. Central. And we'll have uh, Morgan make sure to hit you with the notes and the login and all that. Okay. And it's next Thursday, not this coming up Thursday. So yeah, yeah. Ne- next Thursday, the 25th. Yes. All right. Raymundo, you've chosen 250. I think hey. it might be later than that. Oh, you're looking at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What time do you land? <laughs> Already. Here we go. Okay, so we don't <laughs> land until 6 in Vegas, which would be 8 here. So that means we have 30 minutes to find a table. Well, yeah. no, but then you... So I would say 9.30 Central. Uh, it's, we'd tad late. But we'll do it, yeah. 9.30 Central next Thursday night. Yeah! Yeah, limo from the airport. I mean, if we get a limo, we could be there by 8.30, Ray. I thought we were going to have some other things in the limo. <laughs> Bones, what if we all log in at 9.30 and nothing? It's like dead silence. What do you mean? Like, he, there's no live. We never hear from him from till midnight. Like, what, what's going to happen if that happens? That, Ray, you can't get very drinky on the airplane then. No, well, we're also going to be checking in. There's responsible things that need to happen before we can start No, no, drinking. no. We go to the table with our luggage. Easily, It yeah. doesn't matter. I don't care if you go with the luggage or not. Because 9.30 Central, even if you get there early, go put your luggage up. It doesn't matter. 9.30 Central on next Thursday the 25th, you're going to do it on Instagram Live. I've already put it in my calendar. All right. Do you have a calendar? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. He took us 2.50. About once every week or so, we do a country music press conference, and you've all gathered here today. I'll answer all your questions. 
Uh, let's go to Raymundo from Michigan Monthly. Raymundo, what's your question? Yeah, uh, happy to be here. Thanks, Bobby, for taking my question. Uh, curious, should they award Entertainer of the Year this year for ACMs and CMAs? Yeah, I think if any year, especially this year, because you're able to see people do things differently to become this. Yeah, it's been harder to get music out into tour, but Entertainer of the Year is not just a touring thing. It's not just a radio play thing. It's what in the world are you doing to entertain? For example, you've seen people like Garth Brooks go, I was going to do 300 mo- drive-in movie theaters. Like, that's new. That's what an Entertainer of the Year does. You see people like Keith Urban go, hey, I'm going to do live shows at drive-ins and for first responders, for you know these people that are up on the front lines. Like, that's what the Entertainer of the Year is this year. It's someone who's done things differently That's cool to impact. So I hope they don't cut that award. I think somebody deserves it. Garth, Urban, I don't have a lot of time to think about this question, but I think it's somebody who does something distinctly different for a time that needs it. I mean, didn't, like, Thomas Rhett, like, write 50 new songs or something? That could have been anybody, though, right? But that's not yeah. Entertainer. Nobody's being entertained by him yeah. sitting in a room writing songs. Point. So, but I think, yes, they should keep the award. And it, that, that award, there's no one specific way to win it. So the way to win it this year is what did you do to keep entertaining this year? So uh, thank you. Uh, I guess a follow-up question would be then, uh, will there be an asterisk by the award shows this year for Entertainer of the Year? No, I don't think so. Again, every year is different. Um, who has made the entertaining thing can be what did you do on social media? It, no, there's no asterisk because every year is different anyway. Uh, thank you for your question, Raymundo. All right, let's see who else is out there. Let's see. Let's go to the South Texas Tribune. Yes. Uh, Eddie. Yes, Bobby. Hey, it's Eddie here. Um, who do you think is the hottest country artist right now in 2020? And not hot like as in attractive, hot oh, as in like, you know, sure popping. Still Jake Owen. <laughs> <laughs> no, like popping, popular, like right now. I think right now in country music, you're seeing two people kind of battle it out, and they're both named Luke. Ooh, yeah, I think it's ooh. Luke Bryan and Luke Combs. I think they're the two right now. Uh, the 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 young, that young new hot is probably Luke Combs, <laughs> but the guy who's just killing it still is Luke Bryan. I think they're the two that are the, the that's who it is right now. Thank you for your question. All right, you got it. Thank All right, you. let's go back. I'm looking out there. Let's go back to the Michigan Monthly. Uh, Raymundo? Yeah, are we about to see a ton of artists do these drive-in concerts? Well, good question. No. I don't think so. There's only so many drive-ins. I I just don't think so. I think you're going to see people performing different ways, but not just drive-ins. You'll see some, but I don't think everybody's hopping out to a drive-in this weekend to, to play a show. <laughs> we don't even know if they're entertaining yet. You know, I know Garth's thing is happening. He's not playing it live. It's a show. It's a it's like a watching a, a recorded show. And what's it going to sound like with speakers? What, like do you honk for, for cheers, huh? Like a movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do you honk for cheers? You know? Yeah. But if that's the Weird. case, you're going to see comedians doing it. Hey, uh, look at all the cars here tonight. Boy, the red one, you look pretty cute. Hey, what's that? You know, <laughs> I don't think everyone will, but I think we're all trying to figure out how we're doing things, and that is definitely an option now. All right. Thank you all for your questions. Uh, can you tell us anything whatsoever? I'm trying to figure out what she's really saying in that clip. Yeah, what is she saying? I don't know. Thank you all for your questions. Yesterday afternoon, I taped a version of my super easy trivia, but I did it with all country stars. It was for the CMA because... They're doing, instead of CMA Fest, they're doing like a CMA Staycay and people are performing and they were like, hey, will you do your your show, Super Easy Trivia, with us instead of on your thing? I was like, sure. So they booked all the people. And so sometimes I'll do a monologue. I still did the monologue, but you want to hear some of the jokes mm-hmm. that, that I would do? So Rita Wilson was on. Um, how about this one? I already did it. So if it's not good, I'll just <laughs> take it. But she's Tom Hanks' second favorite Wilson. 
Oh, Rita nice. Wilson, Wilson the volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Huh? I'm not going to read you all of them. Uh, Carly Pierce was one of the people on. Uh, Carly Pierce is here. She's the best thing to happen to Michael Ray since hair gel. Adam. <laughs> I'm pretty funny, huh? Uh, Jordan Davis played. Jordan Davis has the voice of an angel and the beard of a Viking. I once asked Jordan if I could tickle his beard for good luck. He responded, who are you? And how'd you get in my bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, it just got funnier with that. <laughs> it does get funnier with that. I know. Uh, let's see. Christian Bush, our friend Christian Bush. Yeah. Christian Bush is one half of the duo Sugarland. Some would say the more talented half. I don't say that, but I'm sure someone has. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Kaylee Hammock played. Kaylee Hammock's a rarity in our genre, and I don't even mean because she's a female that gets her song played on country radio. Uh, a talent, thank you, that was the first, oh, like, like a half good. joke, like, like a one. half joke, half yeah. joke. A talented redheaded female. Um, basically a country music version of Haley Comet. Haley's Comet. Yeah, whatever. The first part was funnier. Uh, let's see here. It's like just move, keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you really, you said all that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said it better. Um, let's see. There's any others I want to do. Um, I won't read them all. That's enough. But you, I'll let you guys know when you can see the whole thing. It's a pretty, pretty fun show. Mostly I'll do our, it's, when it's my version of my show, it's our listeners couple celebrities and a couple friends yeah but this was fun. just all because it was cma and they were like hey send me your jokes we want to okay them and i was like no <laughs> there is zero percent chance i'm sending any joke to, to be okayed when it's an internet show that it's my show anyway yeah. like if i were hosting the cmas which i do expect to happen at some point of course we'll go through all the jokes together they get cleared by network when i'm doing the internet show that i own the show <laughs> i don't think we're gonna get them tested by that and they were like can you do this and i was like guys i'm gonna do this show and then you can have it and put it wherever you want but uh, yeah, it was good. I'll let you know when you can watch it. All right, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. You can find us on Facebook, too, Yo. at Bobby Bones Show.